Welcome to the Rocky Road Podcast, brought to you by Rockbusters, with your host, Dennis Wager. Dennis is a best-selling author and an expert in demolition, rock, and concrete breaking, as well as a professional blaster. He is also president of Rockbusters Incorporated, along with his son, Brian. On the podcast, you'll hear exciting stories of how these challenged types of rock and concrete jobs are done. you learn about the uses of expanding grout and explosive devices. But furthermore, you'll hear about some of the hurdles and struggles entrepreneurs and business owners have had along the way, how they got started, and how they broke through the obstacles and found the path to success. Along with that, some insight for young people and people wanting to get into the industry. So listen in. I hope you enjoy the show. Now, here's Dennis Wager. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today, joining us is Knut uh, Longberg from Royex in Sweden. Uh, yeah. Welcome, Knut. Uh, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank How's you things very much. Today? Thank you very much for having me on. It's, for uh, sure. it's okay. It's okay. Just uh, I came back from a water park, so I've been doing that all day. So uh, Yeah, nice. And now it's quarter so to, you're saying to it's six quite in Sweden. Nice in Sweden now. The weather's good. Sun's out. Yeah, not just today, but it's uh, going on to the easier part of the year right now. So half a year is going to be quite nice. That's I'm good. feeling positive. I think you guys yeah. have a little tougher winters than than we do. You get more snow and more cold weather over there. Uh, I guess it depends on where. It's, I think Stockholm is still quite mild, and uh, I've heard some stuff about Canada. So it's I think Canada can be more extreme in, <laughs> in certain parts. Yeah, yeah, certain but, parts, especially Ontario and back east, like where Chris lives, it's it's uh, colder, easy, and and uh, more snow out there. Yeah. Although now with the climate change, they've had pretty good weather this winter, so things seem to be shifting. Okay, for the be- for the better. Yeah. For the better, yeah. So yeah. you'll we'll never know. We'll see how how things go. Yeah. So yeah, maybe you could just uh, tell us a little bit about your background. What did you do before you got involved with Royex, and how you got your your start in all this? Yeah. Well, it's it's kind of I'm kind of from a different type of profession, really. Um, yeah. So my my background, I have a bachelor of science in biology toward molecular biology. So it's okay. from the natural science area. So it's kind of a lot of chemistry, a lot of biology and stuff like that. Uh, and I've been working, after that, I worked with sales, mostly towards the chemical industry and the pharma industry and also the academical part. And okay. So it's kind of been towards the laboratory business. <clears throat> so it uh, kind of merges into this area somewhere, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, with the chemicals, um, for sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then how uh, did you get started with Royex? Uh, well, uh, the the founder or the founding company of Royex, I, um, I have known them for quite some time, the people involved in that company. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, Thomas and his father um, uh, that started out with Royex. And uh, they, uh, yeah, they asked me to come along somewhere around 2015 because uh, I think mostly mo- most because of my sales background, I would say. Um, yeah, I but, remember when I first met you at, in the yeah. office there in, in Sweden, uh, you walked in and walked past us. We were in the training room and, and Thomas said, oh, hey, that's Canute. That's our salesman. And, you know, when he started <laughs> with us, 
he didn't know anything about Roy X and he just would pick up the phone and phone people and say, Hey, I sell explosives. Do you want to buy some? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's how he got the sales started. I'm sure it wasn't quite like that, but you know, <laughs> No, but it's yeah. uh, no, maybe not exactly, but in some cases, maybe yes. <laughs> but I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's sales is mostly, I guess, about uh, asking, just starting to ask the questions. And then, I mean, people actually like to start to talk. <laughs> uh, I think so just, too. And a lot of it, like what we do is more kind of pioneering, right? I mean, there really is, only is a couple of other competitor products in the world and you know, somewhere along the, the way, Thomas and his dad decided to invent Royx. And here we are, you know, all these years later with a better product than anybody else in the world, as far as I'm concerned. You know, like I've used Next Burst and I have not used AutoSem, but uh, everything I've done with Royx has been bang on 100%. You know, like there's really no no times where I can say the product really failed. You know, where having used Next Burst, it has failed or it has given me issues or you know complications mm -hmm. and stuff like that so it's nice to see where we can kind of start with an idea uh and build it into something you know something that other people can can take advantage of too yeah yeah for sure for sure yeah yeah uh, and uh, so how did you get things going with sales uh initially did you just focus on knocking on doors locally in the swedish market or how did you go about it no, I mean, uh, Thomas and his father, they, s they started maybe 15 years ago, and I came in around 2015. Yeah. Uh, so they were, act I mean, they were people buying the products. I um, see. You just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I started off by, let's say, doing a blast, taking my blasting license. So I, I mean, kind of got hold of. I mean, the blasting business, since I didn't know that much about it. Uh, and then I just simply started with, you know, uh, looking at Google, searching for names, asking people and so on, getting hold of people using the competitors' products, talking to them, yeah. turning them around, so on. Uh, yeah. And uh, I focused mostly on Sweden because uh, I co-founded the company Roig Scandinavia with a partner. And 2015. So we focused mostly on Sweden and uh, partly on Finland. So mostly on I sales uh, and also, uh, let's say, the educational part. So I also do courses to use the products. I see. And that's also a way to to uh, to get all new customers. It's really yeah, appreciated. I agree. We do the yeah. training here also, and, and it is a good way to to bring people in. Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't know what it's like in Sweden, but I know here in North America, it really varies a lot, like province to province in Canada. Some provinces require you, like BC, where I live, to have a blasting license. And Newfoundland requires you to have a blasting license, like way on the other uh, side of the country on the East Coast. But all the other provinces uh, don't. You can just use the product. It's, it's a strange kind of setup. And it's similar in the states, like some states are very strict, some states are not very lenient. Uh, so it's really getting to know the landscape and what's required for you or each user uh, in your area, right? So, mm -hmm. so, so it's good to have the network of people to talk to and the training available, I think it's valuable. Yeah, yeah. But you do your own trainings, correct? We do, yeah, we do. So we have our training course approved by WCB or WorkSafe BC. 
Um, no. Yeah, even with the 1.4s, you know, the S is that you can fly it on a passenger plane, you know, which is which is nice. And we do a lot of remote jobs too, where it's helicopter access only. So you can throw the Royx in in the cabin with the with the helicopter. You hop in and take it with you, or put it in the cargo hold. You don't okay, have to okay. put it in a net okay. like you do with high explosives, right? That's that's quite nice. Um, I, I I don't think I've ever had a helicopter freight yet in Sweden. But you have in Canada, yes. Yeah, because we have some remote access jobs. Yeah. You know, like we've we've bid on uh, like uh, radar towers, or at the, they're very high up on the mountaintops. Yeah. So you know, believe it or not, they actually move in and they'll set up like a camp, so that the workers will stay up there for you know whatever two, three, four weeks, whatever is required to do the work, and then we'll level off like blast, drill and blast, and take off the the knob of the mountain to make a flat area to build the radar tower. Yeah, and then you fly out. Yeah, then you would definitely need a helicopter. Yeah, so that's where everything is important. Like, you know, the weight of everything, the ease and availability of it. Um, you know, you, you don't want to, you know, fly in there and be, you know, two sticks short. You want to have everything that you need and, and make it make it efficient, right? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I, you yeah. can get a lot done with, with this product. I mean, really. Yeah, and I really like the different sizes. You know, that's one of the selling features that I always tell people with the three different diameters. You know, you can disperse the the uh, charge weight through the cylinder. You know, if you're going to do with the 22 millimeter, you know, for stone quarrying, uh, you get a lot better uh, even breakage. You know, with it like that, so you can save the stone. You don't have as much waste products. So there's all those advantages to look at as well. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And also, I think the um, the different sizes in length is also yeah quite an advantage um, because I mean we go from let's say seven centimeters up to one point one meter cartridges yeah so instead yeah, of and then the 1.1, loading yeah yeah instead of loading yeah, two cartridges in one hole you can go with one cartridge and it kind of makes it easier. Right. And that's what nobody else can do, right? Like, you know, I, exactly. I used to sell Next Burst years ago before I got involved with Royx. And I've done a lot of blasts with it. I've blasted it in the rivers. I've done different things. And some of the things that people don't realize is that with the different size cartridges, you know, you have different ohms readings. Uh, like every igniter in each different size cartridge has a different ohm uh, resistance on it. So some are 2.5. Some are 1.5, some are 2, where okay. ours are like 0.5. And it makes such a difference. You're trying to load a, you know, a big shot and you just can't do it with next burst or auto stem. And, and that's a big advantage. And, and it's those kind of things that, that make a difference. Yeah, I guess if you, I mean, if you want to uh, blast more than one cartridge, that could be quite a, a bad idea, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah. If, if well, each blasting this. machine has a has a limitation to it, right? You know, if you get yeah. some are ten ohms, some are twenty five, some are fifty ohms. Yeah, yeah. But then you just get up to where your machine won't shoot as many cartridges as you want to fire. Mm. You no, know, sometimes you have to do one big shot because of the circumstance. We had yeah, one yeah. job in the Seymour River where it was a big boulder the size of a three story house, and it was sitting precariously. Uh, and it wasn't safe. So you had one shot at, at blasting it. And, and after that, you know, they didn't know what they were going to do. So they were really trying to load it heavy and get it done in one shot. 
And it was a hassle with, with Next First. You know, like we had, ended up having to bring in a, a sequential timer. Uh, and uh, what happens when you're blasting in, in uh, circuits like that, you know, you, you fire it and then the first one or two goes off and then the wires tear out and then the, the next circuits don't go and you got to rewire it. Whereas if they would have used Royx, uh, you would have been able to do it all in one shot easy in a normal blasting machine because your resistance is, mm-hmm. say, you know, 75 ohms instead of 250 ohms with next yeah. burst. Yeah. And then also yeah. the bigger diameters, like having the, having the ability to get a, a kilogram charge in a, in a one meter, uh, you know, cartridge in an inch and three quarter hole. You can't do that with the other guys, right? Like you're drilling a three inch hole and, and a, a lot of these remote jobs, um, it's hard to drill a three inch hole. Yeah. You know, it I takes agree. you twice as long. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we can cover most types of jobs with, uh, with the cartridge sizes we have for yeah. sure. For sure. I mean, I think, uh, in Sweden, we would use maybe, I would say five or six different sizes. Out of okay. twenty, out of twenty-four, <laughs> I mean, that are, yeah. that are that are mostly used, and that's because you can actually make so much. You can just get so much job done with a simple ninety-gram cartridge. I mean, you don't need like uh, high explosives. They usually work with such large amounts. I mean, unnecessary amounts sometimes. I uh, think so you, too. Yeah, yeah, I think that's it. And and I think you just kind of nailed it on the head. There, are people are too prone to kind of go bigger uh, and try to, you know, catch it with mats than just yeah. use the right amount of, uh, of explosive weight. Yeah. This, and then uh, with this the deflagration, is, yeah. instead of detonation, it just gives you that much more of a cushioned effect. So you don't have the back breaking, you don't have the damage. Um, and that's a big deal too. Like in here in West Vancouver, if you're doing a house excavation, they make you do a pre-blast survey, uh, like a topographical survey mm-hmm. with a with a rock quantity that you want to take out. Then they issue you your permit based on that quantity. And then after your blasting is finished, they have you bring your surveyor back in and do a post-blast survey to actually prove how much rock you really took out. So oh, all of wow. the backbreaking, yeah, all the backbreaking and overblasting counts as rock removed. So if you have a permit, say for 150 cubic meters and you go over even by one meter they can fine you for that they typically give you a little bit of leeway but if you're you know kind of grossly over say you take out 200 meters and your permits for 100 they'll fine you but not only they find you they're making you use less um space right because all that overblast area just gets backfilled but they still count that as rock removed so instead of using it as as productive square footage for building your house Mm. it's wasted so okay. that's where like Royx is better to do the perimeter with Royx or grout even if you wanted to do you know Royx in the bulk excavation and use grout around the perimeters or use high explosives in the prim in the bulk and Royx or grout on the perimeter just yeah. to do things more accurately and more precision blasting yeah i would feel a bit put off i mean working with with high explosives if it is like how you described in, in Canada, I mean, it's quite strict here as well, but it doesn't really yeah. seem that fun either. It's I mean, not fun. No, and it's, <laughs> it's really... Just it's planning just and planning and planning and planning and planning and then boom, and then you'll get fined eventually. <laughs> and then you're fine, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's very, it's very expensive and it's very yeah. slow to get a permit. 
Um, and I, I don't know why it's still that way. I, I think the reason it's still that way is because uh, of just an old school way of thinking. You know, okay. the city is slow to change. You have a you know small amount of contractors that do it, and they they enjoy it that way. And it's it's really it needs to evolve. That's that's really all it needs to happen. It needs to evolve with the times. Yeah, yeah. So, what are the plans for Royx in the future? Any big plans? Any goals? What's coming up? Yeah, well, well I'm going to keep uh, working on expanding our distributor network, of course, because I feel, I mean, product-wise, we have quite good products, um, but we still have to, I mean, expand the, yeah, the distribution and sales, of course. Yeah. Um, but uh, we could also, I think, good idea would be maybe trying to solve the cost issue if we have clients that are working with larger projects like you're up to like three four five six ten thousand cubic meters of rock yeah maybe maybe it would be nice to also be able to offer them a product mm -hmm. cost effective so maybe this is something that we'll be looking on in the future because I think it's yeah. um, it's a mistake to stop inventing. I even, agree. Yeah. Even if you have a good product, I think it's quite a big mistake. So um, yeah, yeah. When when, <laughs> when I get everything in place, we're going to start looking at that as well. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Any advice you could give to young people wanting to get into the business, or any advice to people wanting to get into being a distri distributor or a contractor? Uh, for young people, well, I would say um, maybe not just focus on one thing. Like, don't just focus on high explosive and learning that part. Learn also what you can about deflagrating products like Royx, uh, expanding grout, hydraulics, all this just to make yourself more attractive in the business. I mean, uh, obviously, if you're interested in blasting, and that's where the money is, that's where you'll be <laughs> anyhow. So I'll just be, say, don't, don't be afraid to learn new things. And uh, yeah, also for young people, also, I would say, uh, learn to say no, because uh, I think uh, this type of job, there's a lot of pressure to perform. I mean, you, you have the contractor and you have your boss and so on. And sometimes I get the impression that uh, the people above are like they're pressuring the plasters a little bit too much. And uh, when you do that, uh, you can, uh, yeah, things can happen that are not that good. Vibrations that's is not that that's bad, but good... fly rock. Yeah, is that's a, really, that's a very really good bad. point. Yeah, you know, I I can attest to that too. I I have a little self policy, you know, like I don't know what it's like in Sweden, but here. We have to give a two-minute warning, you know, before your countdown and you fire. And uh, I always give myself an extra minute before I give the two-minute warning. Just because okay. I come to the conclusion that, you know, there's, well, in Canada, there's a saying like, there's no takebacks, you know, which means you can't change your mind, right? Once you press okay. that button, there's no changing your mind, right? You can't unpress it. No. You're, no you're way. committed. No way. Yeah. <laughs> so nobody's yeah. nobody's gonna care if you take an extra minute in fact they're never even gonna notice it's just oh. something me personally i decided i just want to make sure that 
you know, my guards are posted in the right place. I have everybody out of the way. I have everything tied in right. I have everything in my, you know, go through it all in my mind and just kind of have a minute of kind of relaxation and, and kind of a restful minute to, to get prepared before you get the warning and then you go. And it just seems to make life much easier. It, it for sure, for sure. I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, I think it's also for us we're a little bit older and also we we have our own companies. But uh, imagine if you're young and start working for a bigger yeah. company. Yeah, no, um, I've been in that in that situation where you get pressure from from the people around you, like, oh yeah, we're ready to go, just shoot it. Yeah, and uh, you know, you can easily say yes and press the button, or you can just take an extra minute, right? Yeah, but it's not it's not easy if you have a boss over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah above you i mean i mean it's uh I agree, it can be I agree. It, can, it, it takes it takes yeah. some self-discipline yeah it does yeah. take some self-discipline yeah because i mean but i think that's what uh, being a yeah. blaster is all about it's just you know you're in charge of it and you need to be responsible yeah it's a fine I balance mean, you are responsible you, 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 whether you yeah. want to be or not right yeah yeah it's a fine balance you, you can't be too careful because if you're too careful nothing happens but uh, i mean uh, also just <laughs> t- take it easy that, that's uh yeah that's that's a, that's a good that's some good advice because legally you're um, you will get into trouble. No, of course not only you but also the contractor and your boss. But uh, a lot of weight is uh, it's yeah. Uh, and I mean you have people's well, lives so. in your hands, right? So yeah, you want to make yeah. sure that it's that it's done right and uh, cool. do a good job. That that's my advice. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Thanks very much for joining us, Canute. That was fantastic. I know the time difference is challenging for you. It's nighttime over there and. Uh, it was great to have you on the show, and and uh, yeah, we look forward to many years to come of uh, building this business together and uh, getting the product out there more and more. Yeah, it was very nice to be on this cast, and we'll probably yeah, talk again. Yeah, you got it. We will for sure. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you would like to be a guest on a future episode and tell us your story, visit our website at www.rockbusters.com. If you have a project and would like to learn more about our products, or if you're interested in partnering with us and becoming a distributor, give us a call. Thanks again. We appreciate your support.